So where do you come from? I'm from Italy. Italy, Italy. So I, I'm from Austria. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Space Cafe Radio. This is Emma, and today we have an exceptional guest with us. She has been interviewed by Space Watch Global many times, but many times is never enough. So today, directly from Quito in Ecuador, it's only line Professor Pascal Herrenfeind, the president of the International Space University and the president of the International Astronautical Federation. Pascal, it's an honor to have you here. I'm so pleased I finally got the chance to interview. How are you doing? Thank you, Emma. It's very nice to be here again. I am just reporting today uh, from Quito in Ecuador. So we are actually organizing the second global conference on space for emerging countries, the GLEC 2022, here in Quito on 3,000 meters in Ecuador. Our host, the Sideralis Foundation, is one of our members. And so between the 16th and, and uh, 21st of, of May, we are organizing here this uh, really exciting conference. Because we think that the inclusion of emerging nations in the, in the global space arena deserves today more than ever all our efforts and attention. And in particular, at the time now when the space activities are really undergoing transformation, we have profound changes. We have a really dynam dynamic space ecosystem with the emergence of new commercial actors and technological innovation. It's really essential to involve emerging nations. And so we started already on the weekend with the seventh South American Space Generation Workshop. We made before the Congress even workshops on entrepreneurship and a masterclass on space policy and law. So all really important ingredients to start up a space ecosystem in an emerging nation. So which are the highlights of the conference this year? Can you give us some peaks? Yeah, yeah, I uh, would love to. It's, it's really, really exciting here and the people are very enthusiastic. The conference program is designed to bring together the, the international community and that includes senior representatives of major space agencies, industry, governments, policymakers. So GEC 2022 really offers the opportunity to present results, but in particular to exchange ideas and to discuss the future opportunities which uh, space activities actually provide for emerging nations. So uh, when you organize such a conference, you really commit to foster and support the international relations that al allow really this exchange between spacefaring nations and space developing nations, how to share practices and data about uh, space activities and, and, and really their concrete social benefits. So we had really, really people from all the world here, and, and we do, still do. We had uh, on, on Tuesday two panels with representatives from more than 12 space agencies, and they come from all over the world, from, of course, established uh, space agencies, but uh, also smaller space agencies and a lot of space agencies from Central and South America. That was a really, really great exchange. And we have also the privilege, you know, to receive ministers of the Ecuadorian ministries, And also we organized the ministers and members of parliament forum. And we had representatives, you know, from governments, from Ecuador, Peru, Estonia, Turkey, Germany, Mexico, you name it. We have a lot of representatives of space industry here. And 
I think some of the key topics uh, which we are focusing here is really to look how we can create a successful space ecosystem and how do we actually start and a space ecosystem in particular for the emerging nations. And our key topics are benefits of space technology and applications uh, to socioeconomic development. That's a really important point for, of course, emerging space nations, but also technology and skill development, financial models, resourcing, infrastructure requirements, legal and policy aspects. So very, very complete. And of course, we have also a very rich cultural program. It's wonderful to be here. We had, of course, a lot of cultural events here. And that brings the people together and uh, fosters cooperations. So obviously, there is a lot of interest, as you just said, for space in emerging countries. And maybe it wasn't a coincidence that it was in South America. How do you think that the space sector in South America will develop in the future? What I see is um, uh, a lot of interest and uh, we also see, of course, you have a lot of opportunities and you have also challenges. I think uh, that obviously you have in South America already space agencies uh, which are more developed in the satellite technology, but we have also many emerging nations which are very interested in the benefits of space and to develop that. And they have to build up this uh, ecosystem. And we are just right now here in Ecuador. Our host is, for instance, the Sideralis Foundation, an IF member uh, since 2019. And they really try to contribute to the development of the space sector in the region. And their main goals are really to assist researchers, students, businesses, governments, and you know, also society to develop scientific, academic, and also commercial activities in space. And it's these kind of companies, you know, which will be very effective. We had a really many different space agencies from South America here to present and Central America. And I think these conferences, which we are organizing, really help to um, bring them to the next level and uh, to communicate among each other. Of course, they are also connected. And I think that several of the, the countries which are now in this emerging state, they will really foster their space ecosystem and develop it and be players uh, in the future in the space arena. So because you mentioned the strength and the will to get into the game, may I ask you if you foresee some, uh, some challenges, which one do you think are the major challenges that the emerging country have to face to, to develop, to, to step into the game? Well, of course, every country has its own, um, you know, ecosystem and, and, and has its own challenges. But I think what we heard a lot, it starts already with space education. You have really to develop, um, curricula and space education very early on, uh, in school and in universities. And you have to bring space uh, close, space closer to the community, to society. Society at large is not so much aware about uh, the benefits of space applications. And so that was an important point. The other thing is to develop a good relation between the different stakeholders in the space ecosystem, between the governments, the industry, emerging entrepreneurs, and of course, academia. And this is working differently in, in, in every country. And I think here we, we really try to help with this Congress how to build up these kind of ecosystems uh, to give a lot. We had a lot of panels which were dedicated to this topic to give incentives to those countries. And I hope they will use it 
I think space education and making the people aware what space can bring and also governments and starting the discussion with all the different stakeholders. I think this is a main ingredient in order to build up this uh, space ecosystem and uh, the space arena here in South America. And I'm very glad you mentioned education because an engineer is not born in a day. So it is important to, to foster education, communication, outreach and bringing up the new generation up to speed with what it means to work in the space sector. So thanks a lot for, for this perspective. Moving to another topic, I know that this is not the first one. There has already been another edition in Morocco. Do you see some difference? Do you see some trends emerging? Yeah, that's true. We have organized the first conference of this kind very successfully in Morocco in 2019. <clears throat> of course, every region, you know, has um, a, a different system. But what I think the, the trend within these uh, three years now has been really the, to include entrepreneurs as an important key element. So in particular here also, we um, have a spe specific workshops. Uh, we have an exhibition with a lot of entrepreneurs here, and there is a lot of opportunities and discussions among the industry and the entrepreneurs and also the governments here how this new space system, which is really integrated all over the world, is also integrated here. So I think we have a little bit of a larger focus on that and also on space law and regulations, because this is somehow the basis of a, a space ecosystem. And that really helps, you know, to start up some processes. And I think this is something what we have done uh, differently compared to the previous conference. And it will always evolve. And how come IAF is interested in, in sponsoring a space for emerging countries? So. IAF is very dedicated uh, to including developing and emerging space nations into the space arena. It's in the DNA of the International Astronautical Federation. We just celebrated 70 years, um, the 70 years anniversary. And it is more or less um, the key message of, of, of IF to bring all the space actors together. And we are always looking into the future. So we constantly expand our reach and we really want to include and we do all the developing and emerging space nations, new communities, in particular also the next generation. So we have actually even founded a committee on developing countries and emerging communities. It's called ACDCEC. It's easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and this committee actually promotes international cooperation in space, disseminates related technical information, and really organizes symposia and, and gatherings so that people can, you know, communicate about the importance of space. So we are actually very proud to organize such conferences. We are now the first time in Ecuador and there will be, you know, many firsts in, in, in the future. What we want to do with those Congress is to provide incentives for the countries right now, for Ecuador and other Central and South American countries to harness the benefits of, spa of space technologies for their own society, to boost their industry and also to engage and support entrepreneurship and, of course, to educate the future generation about space. Fantastic. Pascal, let me conclude this interview with a general question. You have been in the game for many years. And so I want to your perspective on the space sector at large in a sort of the direction that is taking. Like we are witnessing a sudden explosion of our sector uh, with probably unprecedented implications for the future of humanity. 
what's in your opinion the, the biggest risk or the biggest problem that you can foresee for our industry in the short term and the long term? Well, it, it is really true. I think it's not a sudden. It's actually the last decade which showed an incredibly dynamic space sector with new actors and, and players and also new nations which are uh, really getting integrated in the space arena. It's actually a positive thing when you look that uh, the space economy is growing, uh, that we have um, an enormous amount of startups created all over the world, uh, which are you know supporting uh, space applications and space exploration. So first I would see it a, a positive uh, development. And when we look at the statistics, you know, we see that probably we will have a space economy in, in, in 10, 20 years, which is over a trillion dollars. So that, that are positive things, but obviously it has also its challenges. And I think the most um, important challenges are regulatory frameworks because you have actors which are new to the space community. And uh, you have to build up a really very important um, space ecosystem with multiple stakeholders. Some, you know, of uh, the space entrepreneurs are very uh, young and enthusiastic. They have to learn a little bit more about the heritage, but they are very important to give this innovative impulse for the future. So it is about industries, governments, academia, entrepreneurs, and many other actors which have to work together in a multi-stakeholder approach. And that's difficult to uh, streamline and to develop. And that will take some time. And uh, I think it is much more important in the future to engage society because space applications strongly influence our society concerning climate change, disaster management, uh, navigation, communication, whatever. And so to have a society engaged will be a major key factor for the future. Uh, and the most important thing is that we need a lot, uh, a really important future workforce in space and we have to develop that because we have a lack of STEM workforce all over the world that is not unique to the space sector and we really have to uh, educate a, a future space workforce which is able you know to bridge the space sector with the non-space sector so I think that there are a lot of opportunities but there are also challenges and we can only master them I think in international cooperation and in in great communication and, and building frameworks together for the future. So let me ask you a final question, because you mentioned a number that I'm quite interested in, and I always wanted to ask this question. One trillion dollar by 2040, and the numbers keep changing. Do you think this is a realistic number? Does it take into account the risks, the technological challenges, the loss, and the initial investing capital? What do you think? That's a really interesting question. <clears throat> there are a lot of companies which are doing a lot of research and they are bringing these numbers on the table. But what we can see is that the space economy have, has been growing constantly in the last decade. Do expect uh, a continuous growth of, of the space economy. If the exact numbers in the exact years will, will fit all the statistics and studies uh, which are published now, we don't know. We also don't know how things like wars and, and pandemics impact these kind of numbers. But I think what is important is that this growing space economy is very much connected to our daily life and to the non-space sector. 
So I do think that those statistics go in the right direction. If the exact numbers will fit the exact year as now, they will be updated every year and we will know. And we hope that the space economy will continue to grow and that we can do great things for the benefits of citizens on Earth with space data. Thanks a lot, Pascal, for your opinion and your thoughts about the importance of space for all countries. Inclusivity is probably the only way forward, and I hope I will be able to, to interview again. I hope this is not the last time. Yes. Yes, thank you, Emma. If you have still any questions, I'm on email all the time, yeah? Thank you, and thank you for being with us. Yeah. Okay, thank you. This was the end of our episode with the President of the International Space University and the President of the International Astronautica Federation, Professor Pascal Herrenfreund. If you want to know more about the intricate and exciting environment of the space economy, please don't miss our radio episodes. You can find them on Buzzsprout, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is Emma and I will see you next time. Ciao!